This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. I'm Brandon Worth, and so happy you have tuned in here this fine afternoon here on WBRN, whether you're on 1460 AM, 107.7 FM, or on WBRN.com. I welcome you here this afternoon. Many of you may know me as the host of the West Michigan Sports Show podcast, or even calling Big Rapids basketball here and there over these airwaves, but appreciate it, all that have tuned in this afternoon here as we've now expanded the show into from a podcast platform to a legit show over these weekend hours. And I thank everyone for the support that has helped make this possible. So those that aren't familiar with the show, this is the latest and greatest in high school athletics here in the West Michigan area as we cover a lot of the local CSAA teams as well as some other teams around the area that have had notable successes and making sure to highlight all of those for our tremendous athletes. As a fellow athlete, I know there is underrated achievements in this area and so happy to bring those to light with this show. But I want to thank the sponsors that have also helped me make this show possible. Those include obviously the United States Air Force is the primary sponsor of this program as well as Johnson's Automotive, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Alter Care Big Rapids, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Motor the Macasta Osceola Transit Authority, and the Macasta Osceola Career Center. Thank you all for supporting the West Michigan Sports Show. But on today's agenda, we're talking men's and women's basketball, shakeups in the standings while we still have a common leader both on the women's and men's side. We'll talk about those as well as wrestling, as conference tournaments, and now getting past the district round here for postseason tournaments are underway, as well as hockey ends the regular season and looks into postseason play as well. As at the end, I'll talk about multi-sport versus specialized sport athletes, a debate I know I'm passionate about and one you are not going to want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump right into the boys' side. It is Big Rapids on top. They have played some of the best basketball here over the last couple of weeks, and they certainly have proven themselves as the top team in the CSAA, 15-1 overall, and an unblemished 8-0 record in conference play so far. They've really played incredible basketball. They're coming off of a big win on Tuesday against Benzie Central, where they outscored the Huskies 22 to four in the first quarter and ran away with that one up in Benzonia. Mason Dunn, the leading scorer with 17 points for the cards. The Dunn brothers certainly have been the playmakers of this team and just overall the offense at about 65 points per game so far this season have really been top notch and have filled it all year long. But really going behind them is Nuego and Coach Long who really that Nuego program certainly has turned it around a little bit here. They've won 11 out of their last 15 and now they're going to have to take on Big Rapids here on Friday. Now of course you're going to be hearing this on Saturday here as we have pre-recording for scheduling reasons but I'll certainly get to recap those as well as all the upcoming Friday and next week matchups here on next week's show. So make sure that you get that 
preset dialed in here on 1460 AM 107.7 or wherever you're listening to this show so you don't miss out on more shows coming up soon. But Nuego Big Rapids should be a great game and certainly one that's going to be a high caliber offensive affair. Both teams know how to fill it and they certainly are going to be looking to counter each other defensively should make an intriguing matchup. Behind both of these teams sit the Grant Tigers who have been on a little bit of an up and down road over the last five including winning their last two games against Tri-County and Chippewa Hills. That Tri-County game certainly came down to the wire over in Howard City but now those two teams will face off in Kent City here on Friday and certainly when you look at the standings both teams are completely in the thick of it when it comes to trying to get a bid into that conference tournament. It's top four that will battle to find that first place team. And right now, Grant sits at fifth overall in the conference, while Kent City is technically third. So both teams have a lot at stake going into this matchup. Should be another high-scoring affair with Kent City's multi-dimensional play of shooting the three and slashing the lane, where Grant has a lot of talent to fill it night in and night out. But Reed City found a Cadillac early Earlier on this week, continuing the Vikings' long-tenured win streak over Reed City, one I've unfortunately been on the wrong end of too many times myself, certainly is a really talented, well-established program they have up there in Cadillac. And that's going to be an interesting matchup for Big Rapids coming up down the road as well. I'll have the call for that one on next Tuesday, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But for Coach Walsh's squad, they'll be looking to snap a two-game skid as they'll host White Cloud, who's been the well, most surprising team, I think, out of the CSAA this year. They've continued to improve under head coach Bob Jones, and they certainly can shoot the rock from downtown. That's been their staple, and they'll look to continue that uh, at Reed City on Friday night against Reed City. That should be a fun matchup going down. Certainly named to watch Max Hammond, led with 14 points against Cadillac uh, earlier on this last week. Morley will host Central Montcalm in other CSAA action as both of those teams look to improve their records over the last couple. Morley has been a team that has upset some higher teams, including Reed City, only a few weeks ago. So they're up for the challenge to take on some of these top teams and try to play spoiler down the stretch. Lakeview facing off against Chippewa Hills. Both teams trying to get the right foot forward here over the second half of the season, as well as Tri-County will have a night off for the first time in quite some time after snapping a four-game losing skid to the Mohawks and a one-point nail-biter in Stanwood on Tuesday. But certainly when it looks to the fight for the top four, playing in for the CSAA tournament, it's certainly looking like it's going to be a nail-biter down the stretch. You have Big Rapids at 8-0, leading the charge and no doubt assuming they can get through the rest of their schedule will be going into this tournament as well as Kent City, Nuego, and White Cloud all 6-2, six 6-2, and two, six and 2 and 6-3 and three respectively. But hold on, hold your horses. Some of these teams have a tough go-around going down the stretch here, uh, especially when you got White Cloud facing off against Reed City later on coming up. Nuego and Big Rapids obviously playing here later on over this next Friday that we'll cover that next week as well as Kent City will be taking on Grant. So a lot of these games will be potential upset bids, which gives a little bit of a sneak door opening for Grant and Reed City down there in the fifth and sixth position, sitting at five and three, only a game back from that fourth spot. So don't count anybody out as of yet, because there's still a long way to go. But some other notable results around the league. Baldwin and Coach Eads remain at the top of the D-League over Misik and Marion as the Panthers will face off against the Bulldogs as a 
of yesterday. We'll get the score recap in that for next week as Baldwin continues their run for another conference championship. McBain has now surpassed Beals City for the top spot over there in the Highland after beating the third place NMC Comments and the second place Aggies earlier on this season for Coach Koopman's squad. Shepard continues to try to hold off a really tough chase pack in the Jack Pine over Beaverton, Meridian, and Gladwin. We're in a four-team race right now, only within a game of one another. Very similar to what we got here in the CSAA as well. Moving on over into women's hoops now we go. It's certainly been big rapids this season for Coach High Squad. They've unbeaten in CSAA play. Dominant play overall by a lot of these Cardinal stars, including Riley Heiss and Hannah Davis, have really played some great basketball. They did suffer their first loss in a long time against a really tough Puama Westphalia team last Thursday, but bounced back against Lakeview and will also face off against Howard City Tri-County in the opener of the playoffs starting next week, as well as they'll finish up their Nuevo game that is happening as of yesterday. We'll make sure to recap that on next week's show as well. But sitting right behind the cards is Kent City, a team that has played extremely great all season long. Really one of their only blemishes was against the Cardinals when those teams faced off here earlier on on January 24th, but certainly have played great since for one five in a row. They're looking to make it six in a row against Grant, a team also on a winning streak, trying to extend their streak to four games here as of yesterday. We'll see what team gets their streak snapped here coming up on this next week's show. Certainly going to be a great matchup as well as Morley and Central Montcalm will have faced off yesterday in a battle of seven and two teams. Both teams fundamentally very strong teams all the way around. Great coaching and both teams in double digit wins for a reason as really both teams have taken care of business especially in a lot of their conference schedules and Morley Stanwood certainly is a team that has proven themselves as a true March contender here for the postseason in their district. Coach Tim Belfuse in Reed City will look to make it four out of five against White Cloud at home as well um, coming up here on Friday as well as followed by Chippewa Hills and Lakeview the games on slate four as of this weekend which should make some very interesting results when you look at the conference slate here coming up so obviously a lot of these teams still fighting their way to try to get into the CSAA tournament and as I have known there is four teams that would make it right now Big Rapids, Kent City, Morley Stanwood and Central Montcalm for the women are the teams that are slated to get in. Grant could find a way if there is some loophole when it comes to trying to avoid head-to-head to make those top four spots as they have lost to Central Montcalm and Morley Stanwood so it seems to be regardless of what happens that they might end up missing the tournament but when you look at a lot of these teams playing against each other obviously Big Rapids facing off uh, against Nuego in that top spot where then Kent City and Grant taking on each other Moe Stanwood Central Montcalm but it should make a very interesting tournament I think that goes with um, the boys and the girls side because I think this conference tournament is a great idea and I think it really shows um, when you look at a lot of these teams especially maybe not necessarily having the greatest of starts overall this season and I think um, especially with the Grant girls team I think that's a prime example where they were kind of looking at mediocrity going through uh, the new year they were losing and winning a couple games at a time really not making together a lot of streaks but really since they had a little bit of a slip up against Montcalm and Big Rapids they've won four in a row and they're playing some of their best basketball right now and those teams certainly are the ones that you want to see in the tournament and especially it shows the depth as well of the conference in general especially on the boys side when you look at a lot of these teams you have Kent City, Nuego, White Cloud, Grant, Reed City that are all within a game of each other they've all beaten each other so it really 
comes down to who's going to beat each other in the biggest game and that's what this conference tournament is going to show you and I think that is a super cool idea I think it brings the incentive especially um, for a lot of these teams to kind of get that real postseason feel when it comes to especially in comparison of college basketball I think it makes a really interesting uh, point of view when you kind of compare in that aspect of kind of seeing what that's like um, with this conference tournament but it's certainly going to be something to watch down the stretch and it's certainly going to be a great tournament nonetheless the women's tier tournament will be hosted in Howard City, Tri-County, while the men's tournament will be hosted in Reed City. But that's going to do it for Hoops. When we come back, break down wrestling postseason as well as hockey and a debate of specialized athletes where I'm going to tell you to slow the roll. You're listening to the West Michigan Sports Show on WBRN. Help kids start their school day with a smile, a laugh, even a wave. Drive a bus for Big Rapids Public Schools. BRPS is looking for compassionate and caring people to help get kids safely to and from school. Drivers can earn several bonuses while working, plus earn extra hours with routes to evening school events. There are even salary options so you can get paid during the summer. A CDL is required, but if you don't have one, BRPS will pay for your training and testing. Become a bus driver at Big Rapids Public Schools. Visit brps.org to apply today. Welcome back here to the West Michigan Sports Show. Diving back into wrestling, it's really been Chip Y. Hills' world so far when it comes to CSAA wrestling. They claim their 18th conference title once again last week, taking down Reed City in the championship match for another crown for Coach Lake squad. They certainly have really put together a powerhouse program up there in Remus, but it certainly has been an interesting year for individual qualifiers as well. Chippewa Hills have sent six Warriors to the next round of the regional matches and have really shown their worth individually as much as a team. Reed City sending four to the regional round, including football star Bryson Hughes as well as Elijah Lentz and Pine River also sending candidates as well with uh, including 215 pound champ Andrew Baldwin for the Bucks, making his way to the next round as well as Everett sending regional competitors as well including Cole Hopkins with his spectacular season so far so certainly a lot of local representation continuing in this area when it comes to wrestling Big Rapids also sending two individuals um, as well into the regional rounds so certainly great to see that success for a lot of these long tenured programs um, with a lot of these very knowledgeable head coaches and certainly many of them that have spent a lot of their time with these programs and coming to see that fruition is certainly great. But you have a lot of these other dominant programs that are still on their way up, but just kind of chipping away here as it goes along. Kent City, one of those teams that really, I think, improved a lot this year uh, on the mats, and they'll be one to look out for in that mix for sure going on into next year. But when you look at a lot of these programs, it's really been the top names and seeing that success coming over these programs has certainly been a sight to see. But finishing out with hockey before we get to our debate of the day, certainly the notable team around the area of Big Rapids is Big Rapids and they've certainly had a little bit of a roller coaster campaign so far, sitting right about 500 and taking on Traverse City West coming up on this last Friday as well as Midland Dow. They'll have just played by the time you've probably tuned into this show so we'll recap those next week as well. They'll be preparing for postseason play coming up and try to recreate some of the last year's big tournament runs when it comes to Cardinal hockey. But certainly when it comes to this season, it's definitely been a little bit of a roller coaster for Cardinal hockey. There's been games where they have played fantastic up to their standards and blown out a lot of the lower cal- 
caliber teams. And then there's some games where they've played a little bit downward to their competition and certainly have won some really tough games on the road against good teams and fell at home to teams that they should have beat. So a little bit of a roller coaster season, but no question that Coach Blaschel and that team will be on the right track very soon. But finishing out the show, we're getting to the debate of the day. I'm talking about specialized versus multi-sport athletes. One debate that I'm very passionate about in defending one side over the other. And I don't want to necessarily say that every single athlete that's up and coming through the ranks at the prep levels, aspiring to play college or even professional, should be strictly playing multiple sports. I'm not going to be saying that. But my argument of this stigma that's going around that we need to specialize athletes, I think needs to calm down just a little bit. And there's three reasons why that this should be so. One of those is that multi-sport athletes, I think, really have a reduced burnout rate. When it comes to specialized sports, obviously you're spending a lot of time in one particular craft, right? If you're playing football, you're going through the football season, you're getting through winter, and then you're going to see a specialized position coach through the winter months until you get to spring, and then on spring you get to work on skills outside and being able to fine-tune that going into the summer months before you spend time conditioning and weight training. But when it comes to spending that much time in a particular sport, is it is a toll that can be taken mentally. I think especially when you have so much focus in one thing for such a long time, it not only can become a little bit dry as opposed to um, spending more chunks of time on different sports at a time, I think that there's definitely um, an argument that can be made um, that it really feels stale. And I saw a study in 2022 by the Sports Science Institute that said 72% of athletes experience this sensation of staleness during daily training. When you're going through the motions and not getting much out of it because you have done the same thing so many times, it causes you to lose a sense of growth. And it really kind of provides a little bit of a mental block when it comes to training, especially in in those really tough times in the spring and the summer when you have a lot of other focuses, whether it's on school or on work or a lot of those other things. But another benefit for multi-sport athletes is playing different sports builds you that complementary skill set, especially when you look at a lot of these sports that have the commonalities um, that you can be able to use a lot of the training in one sport and apply it to another sport, right? Whether it's playing basketball, getting that explosiveness to jump up for rebounds and be really explosive, that translates over into football when you are being trying to be explosive 24-7 each and every play or being able to get that first jump base stealing in baseball or any of the, some of these other comparable sports. Learning these universal skills in these different avenues can provide a whole sense of a different kind of feel of how you learn these sports and really how you learn these skills within these sports in a whole different way. And I think especially with that, it helps you learn skills that you might not have even known you needed. Or even especially when it comes to the health aspect of it, it helps you build yourself strength-wise and endurance-wise in different ways in each every sport that complement that. It's not necessarily putting the same amount of pressure on yourself using the same muscle groups, the same movements in one sport over a long period of time as opposed to more sports over short periods of time. Because when you look at the, the injury aspect, and I know I've looked into a lot of studies with this, and especially the one that sticks out to me, the National Federation of State High School Athletic Associations showed this study they did back in 2016 that 
really when you see a lot of these multi-sport athletes, they're getting injured less because they're working different muscle groups in these different sports. 60% of these multi-sport athletes were reduced of injury playing multiple sports as opposed to specialized athletes. That's super important. And I think the third one that goes all the way around is it teaches lessons beyond sports. And I think that is one of the biggest things. Learning these time management skills, learning discipline when it comes to multiple sports is something that I can attest to personally um, going through my high school career. It has certainly been a lot of the things that I've learned that have really been impactful for me through multiple sports that I've been able to apply to specialized sports. Now, this whole argument is being made uh, on behalf of multiple sports. And I'm not saying that every kid should play multiple sports. It should be decided by themselves and they can learn that. But all I'm saying is let's stop pushing the stigma that every athlete in this day and age needs to start specializing. It is not true. It is works differently for everyone as an athlete. And that needs to be something decided by the athletes themselves. But that's all the time we got today. Thank you all for tuning in to the West Michigan Sports Show here on WBRN presented by the United States Air Force. I'm Brandon Worth, and we'll see you next time.